Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and today's show is brought to you by Simply Safe. As part of our Art of Living Author interview series, today's guest is Dr. William Silber. Dr. William Silber is an expert in banking, finance, securities, pricing, and trading, futures, and options, and financial institutions and markets. During his career, Dr. Silber has made significant contributions in economics and finance and provided expert testimony in class certification and at trial. Professor Silber has testified before Congress and consulted with various government agencies, including the Federal Reserve Board, the U.S. Senate Committee on the Budget, the House Committee on Banking and Financial Services, and the President's Commission on Financial Structure and Regulation. Professor Silber has published articles in leading professional journals and was the associate editor of the Journal of Finance and the Review of Economics and Statistics. Dr. Silber's book, Volcker, The Triumph of Persistence, was named the China Business News 2013 Financial Book of the Year and was a finalist for the Financial Times and Goldman Sachs 2012 Business Book of the Year Award. Dr. Silber's latest book, The Power of Nothing to Lose, The Hail Mary Effect in Politics, War, and Business, is the topic of our show today, and this book shows how presidents, generals, dictators, and ordinary people like us have used the power of downside protection to alter history. A simple strategy, downside protection is similar to the Hail Mary pass in football and encourages risky ventures that favor the deciders but hurts innocent bystanders, causing collateral damage that requires attention. I've been... thinking about this book for about 30 years while teaching more than 300 MBA students each year at New York University's Stern School of Business. My course focuses on how investors choose among risky assets such as stocks, bonds, and real estate. But I soon realized that the same principles apply to presidents, generals, and ordinary people making decisions under uncertainty. A powerful result of the analysis is that downside protection encourages normally cautious people to take daring chances. Let me explain. The course is quite technical. So I designed a fun contest to sustain students' interests during the last few weeks of a semester after the math has worn them down like a brutal running attack in a football game. I asked students to pick a stock or a bond they think will earn the biggest profit during the last month of classes. They get one and a half points added to their final grade if they choose the winner, while losers receive nothing except sympathy. How should they decide? Well, no one knows the future, but the best strategy for choosing the most profitable stock, discards caution and picks the riskiest security on the the list. 
perhaps a Canadian gold mining company. The volatile mining company offers the biggest possible profit over the next month, the equivalent of a home run, and the largest potential loss. But all losses, no matter how bad, count the same. Points are not subtracted from the final grade for the worst return, although that's not such a bad idea. The rules of the stock-picking game limit the downside, so students should choose the most volatile investment, which may not always win, but gives the best odds of getting the one-and-a-half-point prize. The stories in this book show how that same idea encourages bold undertakings more broadly and how that behavior has altered history. That was our guest today, Dr. William Silber, reading from his new book, The Power of Nothing to Lose, The Hail Mary Effect in Politics, War, and Business. Nobel laureate Milton Friedman wrote, This book, The Power of Nothing to Lose, addresses an important issue that deserves wide readership. It is lucid and clear and deals with some very important episodes in American history. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show, the author of the new book, The Power of Nothing to Lose, Dr. William Silber. Bill Silber, welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to be here, Paul. It's good to talk to you, too. We are going to get into your new book, The Power of Nothing to Lose, The Hail Mary Effect, in just a minute. But I just want to make sure you're well and family's well and you've been uh, staying safe during all of our lockdown and quarantining times. Everybody good there? Yes. We're we're staying safe. Yes, that's the way to do it. Well, as I read the title, The Power of Nothing to Lose, The Hail Mary Effect, I think many of my audience are going to think about the Hail Mary, the pass from Roger Staubach that, that goes back a few decades now. But Aaron Rodgers might come to mind, too, for, for many. But what, what is it that you mean by the Hail Mary effect that you refer to in, in, in your new book? Well, I, I mean exactly what Roger Staubach said. Now, I remember Roger Staubach very well. Uh, he was a great quarterback, uh, as is Aaron Rodgers. Um, and the, the Hail Mary uh, pass was invented, in fact, by Roger Staubach in 1975 which, uh, you know, he, he was on the 40-yard line. They were losing. The Cowboys at the time, Staubach was a, was a, a, a quarterback for the, for the Dallas Cowboys, a great quarterback. They were losing. He was on the 40-yard line. They were losing by four points. Uh, and he gets into the huddle and says, guys, just run to the end zone, and I'm going to heave it up, which he did. And uh, I think it was Drew Pearson. I don't remember. Maybe it was Drew um, who caught the pass. And, you know, the, so, so after the game, uh, the, uh, the reporters all gathered around, uh, Staubach's locker and he was saying, so what, 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 what motivated this? And he says, well, you know, I closed my eyes through the pass and said a hail Mary. And, you know, it was, Innocent at the time, but it has become an iconic phrase, an iconic phrase uh, to all Americans of all ages, which says when your back is against the wall, 
and you have nothing to lose by taking a big risk, and you expect that there's a small chance of a great outcome, like winning the game, you take the risk. There's a what we call a skewed outcome. Big upside, limited downside. Staubach, Rogers, they'd lose the game anyway if there's no if there's no uh, uh, touchdown. So they take the chance and throw the Hail Mary, pray that there is a reception, and the worst that can happen is an interception or an incompletion. Big deal. Big deal. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And and you, you talk in your book about Aaron Rodgers and, and George Washington and Rosa Parks and Woodrow Wilson and their love for risk-taking. What what do they all have in common with this subject of risk-taking? Well, that was the big surprise to me. So when I started to, to write this book, I said, I'm going to look for some Hail Marys. But I did not expect to find... Uh, George Washington crossing the Delaware, which is probably one of the most famous scenes in American history, that that very same scene was George Washington's Hail Mary, because the British uh, under General Sir William Howe had been routing the Continental Army during 1776 in New York, in Harlem Heights, in White Plains, and Washington's army was suffering great desertions. It was getting into winter. Uh, People wanted to go home. They were cold. Uh, And there was Washington uh, looking over at Trenton across the Delaware, where the Hessians were, and the Hessians were... uh, were British allies, British mercenaries. And he said to himself, which he then documented in a note to his cousin, uh, at, uh, at, who was still at Mount Vernon, he said, if I don't attack now, we're finished. My army is going to disappear. So I've got to take the chance because if we win, well, then everything is okay. But if we lose, it doesn't make any difference. Why is that? I'm going to lose anyway. My army is going to disappear. And uh, Washington took the chance. It took guts to take that chance. But in fact, it was a Hail Mary because he had nothing to lose. His army would have disappeared. In fact, he said, uh, in his note to his cousin, um, if this doesn't succeed, the game will be over. Well, that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers would have said mm-hmm. in the huddle uh, before he throws the Hail Mary. Yeah, kind of that low probability pass. That's- and so when you think about Rosa Parks and Woodrow Wilson, how is their risk-taking involved in in the book. Tell us a little bit about the two of them. Well, that was another... uh, Both of them were very big surprises to me. I I mean, we we know uh, Rosa Parks uh, for her refusal to stand uh, and give up her seat in Montgomery uh, uh, when she was sitting in the white section of, of a bus 
and she actually began or started the national civil rights movement by refusing to sit and be by getting arrested. But I didn't think that this was had anything to do with what I was writing until I read one of her retrospective quotes where she said we had been mistreated so long that would continue if I did nothing. So I had nothing to lose. Once I saw that quote, I said, it's a whole chapter to describe what she went through. She did have a lot to lose. She really did. She lost her job. She had to leave Montgomery, Alabama. She had telephone threats. But in her mind, she said, I had nothing to lose because the mistreatment would continue. So there wasn't a chapter in my head when I started this uh, book about Rosa Parks, but she earned her way in with a great quote about why she was able, why she decided to refuse to vacate her seat in, um, in, 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 in the bus in Montgomery, Alabama. And Woodrow Wilson, you know, he's usually thought of in very, you know, benign terms as a, a, a risk uh, a, a verter. I mean, he was the one who 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 uh, uh, pro, uh, proposed the League of Nations, um, and yet he was motivated in his uh, confronting World War One, which was at that time called the Great War. Uh, there was no World War Two in that that time in 1914 when World War One began in Europe, and he was the president uh, in uh, 19, he was elected in 1912, and he was re-elected in 1916, and was confronted with World War I in both terms. And despite facing American casualties, over a hundred Americans, died when the German uh, U-boats, when German submarines um, uh, attacked the Lusitania, despite a hundred, over a hundred American lives lost, um, uh, Wilson just said, well, we're going to remain neutral and we're not going to get involved in a European war. This was, in fact, what isolationists in America wanted. And he kept that promise not to get involved because he wanted to get reelected in 1916. And within three months, after he was reelected, he was reelected in November of nineteen uh, of nineteen sixteen. He took office in March of nineteen seventeen. That was the inauguration day in March of uh, uh, in March of those years. In March of nineteen seventeen, and a month later, he declared war on. Germany, why did he wait so long? And the answer is he wanted 
downside protection. He would no longer have to face voters. So he waited until he was in his second term, until he was what we now call a lame duck and didn't have nearly as much to lose. In fact, when he was reelected in 1916, he was reelected on the slogan, he kept us out of war. But immediately after being reelected, he declared war. Downside protection encourages daring do, reckless behavior. As I was reading the book, I thought, I thought the word reckless came, you know, came to mind a couple times to me. And then I read your referencing downside protection, and that seemed to mitigate some of the recklessness. And it might allow us even to be a little bit more strategic about losing everything. So maybe describe this downside protection and the difference between that and just flat out being reckless. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, The word reckless here doesn't necessarily apply when you have nothing to lose. It is a reckless behavior when done at other times. Once again, just think of the Hail Mary pass. Hail Mary Pass is not dangerous in the last 10 seconds of the game. It means meaningless because they're going to lose anyway. On the other hand, you throw a Hail Mary in the middle of the, of the, uh, of the third quarter, they're going to pull you out. The country is going to say, what are you doing? So the word reckless uh, describes behavior that is normally reckless, but uh, under circumstances where you have nothing to lose. Where you have downside protection, what does downside protection mean? If you fail, it doesn't make any difference because you're going to fail anyway. So um, you you can't take a normally reckless uh, activity and, uh, and, and do it when you have downside, downside protection. Now, there is another point here, and that is, we, even though an individual has downside protection, Aaron Rodgers, for example, is, you know, he, he, no, no one is going to be hurt other than Aaron Rodgers. On the other hand, some people who have uh, downside protection undertake something and cause what we call collateral damage, where other people bear the costs. So in that case, there is a certain amount of recklessness because you have downside protection, but you cause others to, uh, to be injured. And we can get into that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me okay, say so, you did say strategic, and mm-hmm, point, yeah. you, you did use the word strategic, and I and I didn't respond to that, but you are quite right. Sometimes downside protection allows you the freedom to do things that you would ordinarily refrain from, and it's the underdog, for example, in sports who often feels as though they have nothing to lose and 
takes a superhuman, makes a superhuman effort because they have nothing to lose. So that would be a strategic use of downside mm-hmm. protection. In a world where, where, where there's so much at stake today, I mean, whether it's COVID or the Delta variant or climate change, do you think we need risk-taking more and more today? And and how could that even help us in ways that we, we might not even expect? Well, you know, I, I don't really... I'm not promoting <laughs> recklessness. I'm not saying that you should mm-hmm, take mm-hmm. big risks. But what I am saying is that risk-taking is uh, a, a response to incentives. And when you have uh, nothing to lose, then you will see people when people when people have nothing to lose, they will naturally respond by taking greater risks. And I have uh, there's a a chapter in the book that deals with prisoners, uh, and uh, there's a there's a common uh, notion that prisoners uh, who are incarcerated for life without parole, they clearly have nothing to lose. I mean, they're already in jail forever, and therefore you would expect them to be among the most violent of all prisoners. And there are notorious examples of individual uh, life without parole prisoners who are extremely violent. However, when you look at the objective record, and I quote a study of over 9,000 prisoners, and you look at the life without parole prisoners, in fact, they turn out to be less violent, misbehave less than shorter term prisoners. And the question is, how is that possible? And the answer turns out to be they have an incentive because they have something to lose because they are going to be incarcerated for a long time. And when they misbehave, they lose privileges, privileges like an air-conditioned cell. Yes, they have air-conditioned cell cells, visitors becoming trustees. So the nothing to lose, the nothing to lose is an incentive when you have downside protection, but that can be countered, that can be offset by a strategic uh, plan, which is give them something to lose. And there is an ex- there is a story in the book of um, a warden in uh, Louisiana, um, one of the most, uh, where, where, where um, many of the prisoners are incarcerated for life, who offers them a chance to perform at a rodeo in front of the town's uh, uh, inhabitants. And believe it or not, Criminals who are in jail for life value that 
and they turn out to be almost ideal prisoners. So it's really a story of incentives. Incentives, when you have nothing to lose, you become reckless. You do things that you ordinarily wouldn't do. But that can be offset by giving people something to lose. We'll be right back with our guest, Dr. William Silver, author of the new book, The Power of Nothing to Lose, The Hail Mary Effect in Politics, War, and Business. Hey, it's Paul. You know, even though we've all been at home a lot more since the pandemic, we at least are starting to get out, starting to travel a little bit and enjoy being out and about. Whenever we leave home for any amount of time, I feel safe, but I feel even more safe since installing the Simply Safe security system. Simply Safe is my favorite home security system. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that the U.S. News and World Report magazine names the best home security system of 2021 just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. I installed mine about a month and a half ago, including the new camera, and I will tell you the image quality on the camera is superb. It is unbelievable. And that's important when you're viewing anyone coming to your home unannounced. You see exactly who it is, and the mobile app gives you a great multi-angle picture. The new camera has an ultra-wide 140-degree field of view, so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has this 1080p HD resolution with an 8x zoom, so you can really just zoom in on every single aspect of what's going on around your yard. That means you can zoom in and out and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. The camera has a built-in spotlight with colored night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up and it usually takes about a minute or two. It has this easy to remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet and it can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, which I've installed in my home, which just extends the protection to the outside of the home along with the Simply Safe system inside. Together, it means every door, every window, and room are protected. And now your outside property will be too. This is fantastic. You guys got to check this out. So, to learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/slash not old better. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and the first month of the monitoring service is free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash not all better. We're going to have all of this in the show notes, but check it out ASAP. Feel safe with Simply Safe. Thanks, everybody. We are with author William Silber. William Silber has written a new book, The Power of Nothing to Lose, The Hail Mary Effect in Politics, War, and Business. Bill Silber, the book is, is excellent. It's getting great reviews. And I want to talk to you for a minute about this idea of incentives because my audience of older adults, they, they may not be so willing to be aggressive, particularly with their investments. And they might be, as you as you referred to about Woodrow Wilson, they, they might be very risk averse and feel fearful even of recovering, you know, after a big loss. They've, they've worked hard their entire lives. How would you advise them 
perhaps how would you advise advise our audience about risk taking later in life and and how the downside protection comes into play for them that's a great question uh, and i'm going to give you two examples uh, two two responses okay uh one is <laughs> no risk is risky so you know you, you can say well the stock market is pretty risky and I agree the stock market is pretty risky, especially if you hold 80 or 90% of your assets in stocks. But if you hold zero, that's also risky because you're not participating in potential upside. So people who are older, and I'm not quite sure what you meant when you said older. I say over 90 is older, okay? Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so, <laughs> So people who are, you know, retired, okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I would not advise zero uh, percentage of your assets in the stock market, but I would also say, you know, not 90%, but certainly 10%, because not even 10%, if, without 10%, you're not participating in the upside, and if it goes down, well, you still have 90% of your assets in something that is risk-free, relatively speaking. So don't confuse risk aversion with, okay, I should have zero in stocks. That doesn't make sense. The other thing that I would say is that people who have annuities, what are annuities? Well, your Social Security is an annuity. It's a fixed dollar payment that you get uh, every month, every year. Sometimes if you retire, you get an annuity from the company or from your union, or you bought an annuity. Annuity is a fixed dollar payment that automatically gives you downside protection. Why is that? It won't go away if you lose a thousand dollars in the stock market. So people who have annuities have built in downside protection and therefore can afford to take prudent risks, prudent risks, which if you look at it by itself, oh, money in the stock market is very, very risky. It is risky, but only 10% of your assets you're having, you would have plenty left over to provide for your normal expenses. Bill Silver, you're such a wonderful storyteller and, and narrator, and, and the stories in the book are just are, are excellent. One in particular that I enjoyed was the story of the Asian eunuch spiders and their strategy and the power that they create really with this downside protection. Maybe tell us about the Asian eunuch spiders. Well, I must say, when I started to write this book, the, there were no Asian eunuch spiders in there. Uh, but I, I, I came across an article um, that, I think it was in Scientific American, I'm, I'm not quite sure, uh, Smith, or the Smithsonian, that's where it was, I, that's where I saw it, um, that just forced its way into the book. It forced its way. I couldn't help myself. Um, so there was this. Uh, there's this. Uh, there are these uh, scientists who are looking at 
um, uh, the Asian spiders, orb-web spiders of a species that I'm not going to repeat because I can't remember it. Um, but um, uh, when they uh, uh, have sex with their female to, to promote, uh, uh, propagate the species, their genital organs break off and remain in the female. And the now sterilized male uh, guards the female after sex to protect his patronage, his parentage. And um, whenever there is a, uh, another male comes, a fully endowed male comes, who tries to sneak in there, he crack and you beat them up in a big fight and, and the and the and the and the um, fully endowed male uh, uh, is beaten off well the scientists looked at this and said well uh, does this always happen well they staged battle I mean only scientists only biologists could do this right they staged battles between what they called the eunuch spiders against normal uh, normal male spiders and found that uh, the eunuch spiders always won. So what did they conclude? And this is right out of the article. I couldn't help it. A eunuch guarding a female will respond with maximal force when faced with an intruder. A sterile male has no reproductive future and has nothing to lose. How could I not put that story in? So it's not just Aaron Rodgers who behaves as though he has nothing to lose when he throws a Hail Mary, but it extends to the animal kingdom as well. So don't pick a fight with the Asian eunuch spiders, huh? Yes, that's the right way to say it. <laughs> Donald Trump comes to mind, too, in in terms of the politics of um, downside protection and 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 reckless behavior and even throwing a Hail Mary during his reelection campaign. I wondered if you'd talk a little bit about Donald Trump and his belief in in protecting the downside in politics. Well, you're 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 right on in terms of uh, Trump's, uh, thought processes, because he wrote a book, uh, the art of the deal, I think it was. And, um, his motto was protect the downside. The upside will take care of itself. And in fact, that's what happened in the 2016 campaign. He gambled with unconventional provocative slogans, lock up Hillary Clinton, make the Mexicans pay for the wall. No politician who had been uh, in that, in that line for their, their lives would have the nerve to say that. And Donald Trump had nothing to lose. Why is that? Nobody expected him to win. So he could get away with these outrageous uh, mottos that, in fact, helped him to win. Uh, 
And in 2020, um, towards the end of the 2020 campaign, when his prospects looked dim, uh, Alex Conant, who was a Republican strategist, said that the Trump world was at a dangerous pass. And here's the quote. He says, the knives come out, the donors flee, and the candidate throws embarrassing Hail Marys. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and this was, of course, before the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol building, which was a desperate lunge to prevent Congress from certifying Biden as the president. So, yes, Donald Trump, nothing to lose through Hail Marys. Well, Bill Sober, uh, final question for you. What story from your book might our audience of older adults, you know, these ordinary people making decisions for themselves, what what might they relate best to? Ah, uh, yes. What might? Yeah. So, you know, I haven't talked about the major collateral damage of nothing to lose. And the major collateral damage, the example that I that I think is overwhelming, is from World War II. Um, in in the fall of 1944, after uh, the Americans and the British had invaded Normandy and liberated France and drove the Germans to the edge of uh, the Rhine River. And um, all of Hitler's generals said, the war is over, we might as well, let's salvage what we can at this point. Uh, and yet uh, Hitler finally says, I'm going to make one major counterattack. And the way he convinced people, the way he convinced his troops that that was to do, what to do was to use Franklin Delano Roosevelt's demand for unconditional surrender to say that you have nothing to lose by continuing to fight. And they did. It was a reckless attack, a counterattack, like a staggered boxer's counterpunch. We know it today by the, the name that was given to it. It was called the Battle of the Bulge. Anyone over 50, well, put it this way, no one under 50 remembers it quite as well as we do because there was a great movie called the Battle of the Bulge with Henry Fonda, Robert Ryan, Charles Bronston, and Telly Savalas. Again, nobody would know that unless you're, you got to be over 50 to know that. And in point of fact, the Battle of the Bulge was reckless. It was because Hitler had nothing to lose except the consequences for everyone else were disastrous. This is a perfect example of the collateral damage of reckless uh, downside protective, a reckless response to downside protection. Hitler didn't make any difference to him, 
But the German people lost huge numbers of young people, and the Battle of the Bulge resulted in the worst atrocity against American troops. The massacre at the Belgian town of Malmedy, which was memorialized in the, in the movie, The Battle of the Bulge. So collateral damage that follows from downside protection is something that we all must worry about. Bill Silver, thank you so much for your time today. The book is wonderful. Again, the title of the new book by William Silver is The Power of Nothing to Lose, The Hail Mary Effect in Politics, War, and Business. The book it, it, it's, it, as I say, it's excellent. I'm just going to recommend it highly to our, our audience because it shows how presidents, generals, dictators, ordinary people have used this power that Bill Silver refers to of downside protection to alter history. Nobel laureate Milton Friedman wrote that the book addresses an important issue that deserves wide readership. It is lucid and clear and deals with some very important episodes in American history. Bill Silver, thanks for your time. Please promise us that you'll come back as you write further about this subject or others. We'd love to talk to you again. What a pleasure it's been to talk to you today. It's been a pleasure, Paul, and I will come back sooner than you think. (laughs) Good. My thanks to Dr. William Silver, author of the new book, The Power of Nothing to Lose, The Hail Mary Effect in Politics, War, and Business. My thanks to our sponsor today, Simply Safe. Please check out our website for more information about Simply Safe and support our sponsors. My thanks to you, my wonderful, not old, better show audience. Please be safe, get vaccinated if you haven't already, and be politely persistent with those who haven't been vaccinated. Ask them to be vaccinated. Please be safe out there. Let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.